nearly 8.04. And as the COVID-19 pandemic seems to be taking a psychological toll, including in this country, as many people have reportedly been struggling with fear of infection, fear of the economic effects of depression and and the effects of other abrupt changes in our lives, we can now have a further discussion on how the outbreak's been affecting people uh, with Professor Wan Unsu, psychiatrist at Taum Life Centre. First of all, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for taking the time. Uh, We are getting inundated with COVID-19 information. And even if you're not feeling fear, it's difficult not to be impacted in some way by all this. How do we react to this kind of information overload, generally speaking, and how much harm can this do? Well, an adequate amount of accurate information is essential for dealing with and managing a situation like this. However, too much information, regardless of whether the information is accurate or not, can be harmful. It can work as a constant reminder of the negative and worrisome aspects of the current situation and can hinder you from maintaining a positive viewpoint, especially if the information you're exposed to is exaggerated or has a false aspect to it. A lot of the information we're exposed to is intended to be provocative in order to draw attention, which can lead us to jump to the worst possible conclusions. Also, to be constantly focusing on information related to the coronavirus means that your previous daily routines are disrupted in some way, which is obviously not healthy. What's your advice on on drawing a line between taking in useful information and getting overwhelmed with information that could create fear? Well, as I've just mentioned previously, to acquire an adequate amount of correct information is mandatory. However, you should limit the amount of times you're exposed to coronavirus-related information. For instance, a lot of people keep the news turned on constantly or repeatedly check online for more information. This kind of behavior can actually be caused by the anxiety itself. So consciously limiting the number of times and the amount of information you choose to be exposed to should be helpful. Also, try to only encounter information from sources that are credible. A lot of the information on social media can be drawn up by random individuals. And many times it's turned out to be highly exaggerated or just completely false. And so the government's been emphasising the need to keep our social distance in order to prevent the spread of, of COVID-19. But as people are calling off social gatherings and, and, and workplaces are recommending telecommuting, I'm sure many people are realising it's not so much fun to work at home for an extended period of time, especially when they're taking care of kids and so on at the same time. And, and, and on, at the other end of the scale, people who are totally alone may feel uh, literally lonely and, and depressed. How can we maintain our mental health while keeping that sort of social distance? Well, if you're conducting social distancing, and especially if you're quarantined, you should try to maintain a regular contact and activities in your new circumstance. It's the physical contact that is prohibited, not the conversations that can be made through phone calls, emails, um, social media, etc. Actively reach out to your family and friends through these ways and really talk about the emotions and difficulties you're going through. Also, try to maintain a steady daily routine as if you're spending most of your time at home, there's a big possibility your sleep-wake cycle gets disrupted and mealtimes become irregular. 
such disruptions in your circadian rhythm can worsen feelings of depression, anxiety. So try to keep it on track. Also, if you're someone who went to the gym regularly, try to start an at-home workout routine. If you're unable to maintain a hobby as it requires outside activity, try to find a new but engaging activity that you can be carried out at home. And for people who are already doing that, I'm sure they'll feel exactly what you're saying. If you're not doing it, sometimes it's just getting over that barrier, that, that, that fuzzy haziness that you just have to force yourself through to get active at home. Um, the, the, the other problem with social distancing is that it can deepen depression for people who are already suffering, i.e. those who are vulnerable to mental health issues already. And they might not even feel they want to go to the doctor because they're worried about going to that sort of medical setting. How should patients cope with that on an individual level? Well, patients with um, pre-existing depressive disorders, anxiety disorders such as panic disorder, obsessive-compulsive disorder, etc., are reporting that the symptoms are worsening. Um, If you're a patient already receiving treatment, make sure you get your regular treatment, whether it's medication or psychotherapy. If you're physically unable to attend the appointment for some reason, the government has allowed medical consultations to be carried out via phone or prescriptions to be received by your proxy. So make sure you maintain your treatment this way, as cessation of treatment would um, avertly worsen your symptoms. Also, utilize the resources the government is offering you, such as the Coronavirus Disease Mental Health Support Group, and coronavirus disease-related services, which community mental health centres are offering. Reach out to your family and friends and express in depth what you're going through. Just talking about it will really help. And try to carry out activities that are known to alleviate symptoms of depression and anxiety, such as exercising and simple mindfulness meditation and breathing methods, which you can look up the internet. Yeah, lots of information about how to do mindfulness. Um, YouTube can be our friend. It can be a, a rabbit hole that we get stuck down in <laughs> and can make ourselves feel worse, but it can also be our friend. Uh, th- then there's another layer to this. People who are physically affected already by COVID-19, those who are infected and have been told to self-quarantine. What are the mental health aspects of that in terms of harm? Well, on top of the confirmation itself, which is an extreme stress factor, overwhelming fear and anxiety that the symptoms may worsen has to be dealt with on your own due to the quarantine. Also, once someone is quarantined, their everyday routine and schedules are completely halted, which can be rather chaotic for some people. And the possibility of having passed on the infection to family members or at the workplace, etc., can be devastating. And often the quarantine person is wrongly blamed and can experience a strong sense of guilt. Also, the person may feel as if they have no control over the situation or have no autonomy as they are physically confined to a specific area, which may con- contribute to the feelings of helplessness. Mm. And such an extremely stressful situation can lead to clinical symptoms of depression, anxiety, insomnia, etc. For, for all of these issues, um, just as a final question here, do you think that phone consulting is effective when it comes to psychiatry or, or psychological support? Yeah, as I've mentioned previously, just talking to someone about what you're going through emotionally will help enormously. It would be even better if you talk to a mental health professional like us. We're trained to empathize with your current emotions and can offer support and appropriate guidance during this difficult time. 
And indeed, of course, there are lots of options for for video calling as well. If people prefer that face to face contact, if not in the same room. Professor Wan and Sue, psychiatrist at Chowham Life Centre. Thank you so much for offering some soothing advice this morning. You're welcome. So we can continue by shifting our focus to how children are being affected by all this as well. As someone who has children, I've witnessed a certain return to a wild state without the pressure of school. Because especially after a long winter break, we didn't really get back to normality. So when you add the winter break on top of the the quarantine period or the self-quarantine period that we've been under, it's been kind of intense for parents to manage that. Dr. Chang Hyung-yoon from Aju University Hospital's Department of Psychiatry joins us on the line. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for having me. Hi. So it's known that these sort of outbreaks can affect children and teenagers' mental health. I know as well, apart from what I just mentioned about my kids and and having to manage them at home, there's also the question of all the questions they have to ask. How exactly does an outbreak affect them psychologically? Um, well, this um, epidemic or pandemic as it is now does have a negative impact on mental health, both on adults and on kids and teenagers as well. Well, first, there is this increased worries and fears, um, anxieties, I would say, concerning what if I actually catch this deadly disease or what if someone I or someone close to me dies of this disease. These kinds of worries can worsen with all the news that is covering the media and coming nonstop right now. And for the most of the population, this will be just a slight increase in the overall everyday anxiety but for a certain amount of population who are already at uh, risk or on the verge of developing a mental illness can be very vulnerable in these situations. And um, as uh, you were already saying, these kinds of anxiety is even worse for those who are actually already confirmed with COVID-19 or those who are under self-quarantine and also those who have close relationship with the confirmed or, or the self-quarantined, like a child of a parent who is diagnosed or quarantined. Um, the children are isolated from their parents for at least two weeks with no knowing what will happen, and this can be a real catastrophe for some kids. And then there is also a lot of blaming and stigmatization around surrounding the confirmed and the quarantined, which can add to the overall stress. Um, So the Korean Academy of Psychiatry is working hand-in-hand with the government to give phone consulting to those under treatment or quarantine. And also, speaking more generally, the economic toll that this epidemic is having on our society will get more serious if this goes on. And that could also have a very negative impact on the overall mental health. In the past, the suicide rate has risen significantly in the economic crises, and it could be repeated if this develops into a financial crisis, which in turn will, of course, affect many children in these families. Yeah, so a whole lot going on potentially in the minds of our kids as they hear these conversations going on. And they might have been excited at first to hear they didn't have to go to school. But at some point, even for kids, it's not necessarily a good thing, is it, to spend more time at home, endless time at home during an outbreak like this? 
Yes, um, I totally agree with the wild state of these kids right, uh, right now. I have two preschoolers myself, and oh yeah, they're wild right now. Yes. It is disrupting everyday routine, which is not good at all. Mm, the sleep cycle, the eating cycle, which has to go on a routine, is uh, being very easily disrupted right now. And the kids are not being able to meet and socialize with their friends right now, which can be very difficult, and not being able to play with other kids. It's not good for them emotionally as well as regarding their development. And also, um, because the school is closed, uh, I don't know until when, but the academic schedules are also affected, and the students may have a hard time catching up once the school starts again. Yeah, I've got to say, as a parent, I feel kind of guilty because well, on two levels. Firstly, I'm just allowing my kids way too much screen time to try mm-hmm. to manage that wildness to, so they're not constantly running around the house, for example. The, the other thing, though, is guilt over their education and, and the loss of the opportunity to, to learn. Uh, it's quite difficult to manage home education f- for many people. Um, how can we better guide our children then during this time? Um, that's a very good question um, because we do have a lot to tell our children, don't we? The parents are telling their kids that they should wash their hands every now and then, they should wear masks, and they can't go hanging around the neighborhood and all. And the chances are the kids won't really be paying attention to all these, right? Um, so the better approach is to ask them what they already know and what they are worried about rather than just pouring all the information and all the things that they have to do. Just ask them, have you heard about the updates of the COVID-19? Is there any news on the COVID issue? And believe me, the kids nowadays are spending quite a time on the social media, and they they usually have even more information than the parents. And along with that, um, there is a high possibility that they may be exposed to misinformation or fake news, which needs correcting. So pay attention and listen to what the kids are saying and telling you and listen out their worries and fears and correct them if those worries are unrealistic or are based on the wrong information. Yeah. And also, rather than just telling them to wash their hands a hundred times a day, I would recommend that the parents go on to the official website of CDC or KMA together with the kids and check out what the official reports are on the matter and read their recommendations or watch videos that they uploaded to educate the public and have discussion afterwards about them. Yeah, there is a very popular kids show that deals with medical issues in in Korean here, and I'm sure you know which one I'm referring to. And and, Mm -hmm. and it often surprises me how much they love it and absorb those pieces of advice. And and, and I'm sure they they could take on board a lot of this as you're describing it. Um, Thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Chang. Young Yoon mm-hmm. from Aju University Hospital Department of Psychiatry. Good Thank to have you, you with us on the line. And good luck to all the parents out there as well dealing with that stress. If you'd like to get in touch and share your messages with us or share moral support for fellow parents, pound 1013 for 51 per message.